pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Have you ever wondered whether stress triggers that nagging backache or headache? Certainly, physical stress like surgery or injury can lead to pain. But what about psychological stress? Things like losing your job. In fact, many of us overlook the impact of workplace stress as a cause of pain. We're also learning that chronic pain may develop from a stressor like surgery, infection, or an emotionally traumatic event that then alters the normal function of not just one, but three of our body's systems, like the endocrine, nervous, and immune system. Our guest is Dr. Kathleen Hall, an international stress expert. She's worked with several Fortune 500 companies on stress and work-life balance. She's also the founder of the Stress Institute and Mindful Living Network. We'll find out firsthand just how to counter the negative impact of stress, explore solutions for conquering pain caused by stress, and hear about Dr. Hall's blueprint for stress resilience using mindful living. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, Atlantis Health Group, The Pain Community, and Depot Med Incorporated. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. Teaching about stress's effects on people is Dr. Hall's passion in life. She's worked with people from all walks of life, in fact, from high-risk children and battered women to high-pressure corporate workers. She studied spirituality under the Dalai Lama and Bishop Desmond Tutu. She's counseled those who are sick and dying. And she's a best-selling author and spokesperson. Dr. Hall, welcome back to Aches and Games. Thank you, Dr. Christo. In part one of the show, we talked about the stress response, the body's systems that stress trigger, like the nervous, endocrine, and immune systems, which, which can all perpetuate pain, and the types of pain that stress induces. I find that successful people feel that low levels of stress almost facilitate uh, their achievements. So I'm wondering, are there any upsides to stress? I mean, both of us, I'm sure, have met a number of people who've achieved marvelous goals in life. And, you know, I wonder whether they have a system for channeling stress and and turning it into success. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I've been so successful. I'll just be honest. Mm -hmm. All my years of going to school and training was. And what did you do? I went to research centers and, and, you know, watched the medical models. And then I went to shamans and went to tribes and I watched how they did stress. Then I hung around people like Desmond Tutu, Mm -hmm. Warren Buffett, Ted Turner. Why did you choose them? I chose different people in different arenas that had tremendous suffering. You know, father committed suicide in front of them. 
Desmond teaches South Africa apartheid horrendous slaughtering. And what do they teach you? We know number one, resilience is, is part of it is genetic, and, and you can get it genetically, and you can also get it in the families you're raised in. Then the other third way is you can actually see people that motivate you, whether you're young and you see a minister, a doctor, somebody who's motivated you, and you go, I want to be that person. Mm -hmm. Stress is information. It's what you do with it. Exactly. So what did you do with it? I took it as curiosity. Like when I double over with belly pain and think I was going to bleed out from an ulcer, yeah. I go, wow, this is so interesting. I could just die and throw up blood right now. And then I go, I wonder what's making me so crazy. <laughs> Take it as divine and physical and psychological information and go, wow, the holy, my body, um, the energy of the universe just wants me to live. So they're giving me this stress to teach me, mm -hmm, become aware and see what I'm doing, because I've got to be like a detective. And do what? I'm not going to run with fear. I'm not going to say, oh, my God, I'm powerless. I can't handle it. You can. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. Right. And one of the biggest things, if you think you can't, number one, community's huge. Right. Community. Find somebody that you admire. I grew up Catholic in a monastic school, and my parents were horrible alcoholics. It was a horrible childhood. Yeah. It wasn't as much about that religion. They would do all these things, fall down 40 times, get up 41. Yeah. So I would read about Joan of Arc or study these people, and I'd go, if they did that, I know I can do it. Yes, what you describe about resilience and harnessing that power is key. Because, I mean, both of us see patients whose lives have spiraled out of control. I mean, they disengage from social interactions. They feel limited in their jobs and develop catastrophic thinking, which is, you know, when they frame a problem with the worst case scenario. And resilience helps them find their way out of this. Let me switch for a second. Uh, Kathleen, are there genetic differences that make some of us vulnerable to stress? Absolutely. 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 Even though I was stressed greatly, I know that I was born with the ability to have resilience and be able to know that I had a different outcome. Mm -hmm. When I see people, there is, it's an, almost an energy. Yeah. And shaman, especially when I um, stayed with so many tribes, I would stay for um, at least a month or six weeks a year because they don't separate mind and body, as you well know, and mental and everything. It's all one energy. Okay. And I would watch them deal with people, and it was fascinating. And I do a lot of it, too. I can smell people even when they come into the room. I look at the color of their skin, their eyes, their hands, their hair. Mm -hmm. There is an energy to each one of us, and you can almost sense the resilience. Now, when you have somebody with chronic pain yeah. and they're beat down, mm -hmm. or somebody who has, has cancer maybe for a couple of years, they're beat down. They're beat down energetically on every spectrum of their body, spiritually, um, economically sometimes. Yeah. And so what our jobs are as um, healthcare professionals, people that love other people, a priest, uh, a, a physician, is we have to change that paradigm for them. I believe this. And I think sometimes they're so weak and powerless that we have to be almost that um, caveat, the bridge. We have to hold their hands over to the other side until they can start getting positive and concrete and their body shifts and their mind and their souls. And then they start taking off. Yeah. You know, then it's one step at a time, baby steps. And we're the encouragers. And we give them information, medicine, whatever they need along the, the road. But we are their uh, whispering saint or their whispering little guide over their shoulder to say, yes, you know, I think I can, I think I can. Yes, I like that analogy because, I mean, in effect, we are the conduit to the belief that things will get better. I mean, we provide the hope that they can get their life back. Dr. Hall, 
Talk to us about the non-inheritable environmental factors like previous life experiences, culture, and learning that make a person susceptible to stress. If your parents are screaming or you're moving from home to home or you have no money to buy food or whatever the stressor is when you're young, you not only experience it yourself, children mirror their parents' stress in the way they handle it. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you have one family who... They're going to turn off the light. They can't pay the bill. It's been cold in there three days. But here's one scenario. Oh, my gosh, we're going to learn a lot. We love each other. You know, let's read. Let's go for a walk. That person's going to develop very good stress responses and confidence Mm -hmm. and reflection when they get stressed. Go to the next apartment and the mother is crying and going, we're never going to make it. It's your fault. And then the husband goes, I lost my job. And they're screaming. Child's in the bathroom trembling. They're producing adrenaline, cortisol, and it's affecting every cell in their brain, every cell in their body. So as they're developing, they're developing their entire being, mind, body, and soul in a hypervigilant stress state. So they're more prone, of course, to depression, suicide, everything you can name, bless their hearts, everything in their environment was not safe. I know it's tragic, and it's easy to see how stress activates the defense system, the nervous system, the endocrine system, and the immune system in this case, and, and sets up the whole inflammatory response, which in turn can lead to pain. Don't go away. Because when we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Hall about multiple stressors, a single stressor, or even stress-inducing thoughts that may lead to pain. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Teva, the leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Laboratories, a leader in the science of toxicology and pharmacogenetics, is transforming the way healthcare professionals monitor and manage their patients' medication therapy. Through the use of advanced technology supported by research and education, Millennium helps practitioners personalize care for patients. For more information, please visit www.millenniumlabs.com. My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare. Connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Dr. Kathleen Hall, international stress expert and founder of the Stress Institute. Uh, Kathleen, in your experience, is it a single stressor, a cascade of stressors, or even stress-inducing thoughts that can lead to a toll on blood pressure, heart rate, and pain? Some people can have one stressor, like lose their job and commit suicide, literally because their ego and their identity is so uh, invested. Mm -hmm. We have a farmer down the road. Something happened to him and he couldn't farm anymore and he committed suicide. So I want, I want to be clear that you don't have to be, you know, a big deal, meaning in our stratosphere of, of egos in our country or the world. It can be anybody whose ego is tied to that. That would be a single event. Okay. A lots of events would be, uh, as we just talked, growing up in a horrible situation with parents that couldn't handle stress very well. Then you get to be 12 years old, you lose your leg to cancer or you um, have horrible asthma and have some medical problems, then that becomes more stressful. So then there are different people, because all of our brains are different, 
that start out worrying. We look at kids that are even three, four, and five years old, and there are warriors and Mm non-warriors. I'm serious. There are little little kids, oh my God, look at that bug, look at this, look at that. And then you'll see Johnny who's like yawning, you know, looking at the ceiling, uh, you know, we're, we're very coded very differently. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it may be that chronic pain is, is really a complex condition that develops from a stressor, something like surgery, an infection, uh, an emotionally traumatic event like you described, which then alters the normal function of the endocrine, nervous, and immune systems. Dr. Hall, let's now delve into stress-relieving techniques, especially if we have pain. And let's focus on your acronym, SELF, S-E-L-F. So S would be serenity, which would be um, anything serene that would, you know, lower your blood pressure, lower your heart rate, calm you down, create these amazing uh, relaxing hormones. Somebody may say, uh, hey, Dr. Hall, I cannot be quiet for two minutes. My brain is racing. Mm-hmm. Sure. What do you like? Do you like dogs or animals or do you like the ocean? So I do everything from, you know, rain on a, on a tin roof mm-hmm. or everything from music, different kinds of music. Yeah. And they'll go, oh, this is what calms me down. We can put it on an app or they can keep it with them. So they may love that. Right. And what about E for exercise? You know, they may choose to go down and walk at the YMCA, do something that connects them with people. Do you like Tai Chi? Do you like doing a yoga stretch? Mm -hmm. Do you prefer, you know, keeping a little book by your chair when you're watching TV or outside and lifting it five times every two hours? Or or anything that's simple doesn't cost anything. That's my key too. Yeah, I like that very much. And L is for love. And you and I have talked about this and you've mentioned the importance of, of calling somebody, making contact with somebody, getting outside your house if you can. And if you can't, then getting a cat or a dog, getting something that you can touch. Cats are really good for a lot of people because they purr. And you and I both know what purring does. The brain, the body, you have to be some connection with L with love once a week at least. And finally, F for food. Food is holy, food is sacred, and food is medicine. So all of my patients go, wow, this is so exciting. Food, instead of the doctor told me I could only eat these things. (laughs) That's right. And is it important to do this in a particular order? I mean, S-E-L-F. Serenity, exercise, love, and then food. Whatever they're doing, they may see that as the first stop on their way. Do you see? Yeah. Very few of them choose the first thing the same. No, that's helpful, though. I mean, I think those are great techniques that can be used to, in effect, short-circuit the harmful effects of stress. Let's now focus on exercise because, you know, some experts feel that exercise is the magic bullet for dealing with stress. What's your impression? Um, I think it's one of them. I think it's one. I think if you tell um, five people that if I, if you're the doctor, Dr. Christo, and you have five patients there, you look at all five of them simultaneously and you go, okay, all five of you. What we know is exercise is the magic bullet. Mm-hmm. This is the primary number one thing I want you guys to do for your pain. Yeah. What do you think their faces are going to do in their hearts? Do you think they're going to jump up and smile at you and go, hey, high five me, Paul? <laughs> no. They're going to drop their faces and go, does he know the kind of pain I'm in? What is is this madman talking about? (laughs) If you give them anything that can start those endorphins moving, anything that starts that dopamine moving, I don't care what it is, whether it's loving someone or something, whether it's doing a guided imagery where you're on the beach at Keneal Bay. Mm -hmm. We live in a medical model of either or, you know, one or four, three or two. That's not the way we are. It's not the way we're made. No, it's not. 
In fact, exercise increases levels of endorphins, which is beneficial. And exercise also depletes levels of some of the stress hormones, like cortisol and epinephrine. Dr. Hall, let's talk now about the benefits of sleep relative to stress. I mean, you know, I hear stories all the time of highly successful people who seem to need very little sleep. I mean, is sleep overrated? Oh my God, without sleep, you and I both know in the torture, whether it was World War One, II, since the beginning of time, would torture somebody to keep them awake. We thought it was just, oh, they're going nuts in their brain. No, the whole body is sending out red alert, red alert, your heart, your brain, your liver, your circulatory system, every respiratory system in your body is going there is a reason one-third of our life we are supposed to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I believe that many of us underestimate the importance of sleep. And in fact, Kathleen, how many hours are needed? I mean, four, six, eight? Yeah, maybe some people can do six hours. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't believe it. I, I think that um, um, I, I think that we're six to eight. We're wired for it. Yeah. And um, I'm suspicious of people that tell me that they sleep three or four hours and they're all over it. And, I, and we still don't know how long they're going to live or how many marriages they go through or, mm-hmm. you know, how many martinis they're drinking. So, yeah, they might be upright. Um, and, and, you know, you and I know you're in the business and Wall Street people, politicians, everybody in Washington, they believe this. They, they drink their own Kool-Aid. They do. And doctors, too. This is exciting. So don't go away. When we come back from the break, we'll talk to Dr. Hall about the value of biofeedback and cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by The Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org for information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. DepoMed Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing products to treat pain and other central nervous system conditions. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives. Reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Atlantis Health Group. Atlantis is a comprehensive multi-specialty physician group committed to enhancing the quality and process of healthcare delivery across the country. Visit AtlantisHG.com. For cutting-edge treatments and resources, follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back. Uh, Kathleen, talk to us about the value of biofeedback for stress reduction. Oh, my God, I think it's fabulous. Because, again, we're unaware. Mm-hmm. I think and here we go back to the basic awareness. It is, and it's the core of everything as a human being. Yeah. So I love it. When you do biofeedback, you're looking at, at literal outcome of information going, oh, my gosh, when, when I do this or think this thought, look, my blood pressure went up. Mm-hmm. Or I started, my hand started sweating and I got tacky. You know, or the pain in my chest got, I got a pain in my chest. So it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful information. Yeah, agree. And also underutilized. And biofeedback is the process of of gaining awareness, as you mentioned, of uh, physiological functions like uh, heart rate, blood pressure, and respiratory rate, and then learning how to control them at will. And, And it's been found to be useful, for example, for headaches. Kathleen, let's now talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. You know, cognitive behavioral therapy which seems like a long word, I know, to a lot of people. They're like, oh, my God, what does that mean? (laughs) I mean, you know that. It's change the way that you respond to it. Here we go with resilience and different response. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. So if you notice that you think about your mother or you hate your job and you get this horrible pain in your shoulder or your back, 
then the cognitive behavioral therapy piece and you go, <laughs> I know what that is. And it gets worse. So if it hurts right now in five minutes, it's going to do this, 10 minutes. I, I've been in this rodeo. <laughs> so then you go, okay, I'm going to debrief. Here we go again. I'm going to do a guided imagery. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat a banana. Um, you know, I'm going to do some stretches, um, some yoga stretches, or hey, I'm going to do a Tai Chi thing really quickly. You know, I, or I'm going to meet uh, Paul for a coffee and I'm going to laugh my head off. And all we're going to do is laugh. We're not going to talk about anything serious. That's right. I like that. And by the way, cognitive behavioral therapy, as you mentioned, is becoming aware of your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors related to daily events, and then changing them positively can improve our perception of pain and help us adjust to the symptoms of pain. Kathleen, one of your strong messages is that the key to stress relief is living mindfully, that is, gaining an awareness of our response to the pain. Will you elaborate on your blueprint for managing stress? Science proves this over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Number one is ACE. Awareness is very simple. Pretend you're, you're balancing your checkbook. On the left side is um, credit. Right side is debit. Left, yeah. name, name five things that you love. And I guarantee you 90% of America is not doing it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a warm bath, if it's um, making love, if it's going to the beach once a month, you name five things. And then on the right side, on the debit, the minus side, you say, what are the five stressors that are killing me and causing me, I think causing me this psychological, emotional, physical pain. So you look at those two, that's awareness. And it's not judgment, no judgment. And then the next is C, choice, it's A-C-E. So then you look at them and you go, okay, I'm gonna handle one of these. So I'm gonna choose to take a bath every night because I love myself now, I'm gonna do this. And on the other side, I am going to talk to my boss because I cannot take him chastising me anymore. Control, right, Mm -hmm. control. So you say, I'm going to just going to choose two. That's it. You're not allowed to choose anymore. And then three is E because it's the energy that once you talk to your boss and once you take your bath and then two days later, you get up and you floss your teeth and look in the mirror and go, boy, I feel an energy I haven't felt before. Mm -hmm. Then you have the cycle of the encouragement to start again. Oh, I like walking. So I'm taking a bath and now I'm going to walk and take care of myself. And then on the other side, I have got to deal with my marriage. We are made to only deal and focus with very few things at a time effectively. So pick one. Yeah. You know, um, mindfulness-based stress reduction or mindfulness-based living can be extremely effective. And in fact, there was a study in fibromyalgia patients that showed that mindfulness-based stress reduction reduced the sympathetic nervous system. That's the fight-or-flight response that we have. And so it reduced the arousal system. Uh, It reduced depression and pain. Uh, Kathleen, talk to us more about mindfulness-based living. Mindfulness is all about awareness, waking up, paying attention. But when people are in any kind of state of stress or anxiety, please remember that the one thing you can do is listen. Mm -hmm. You know, in the old church and in every religion and spirituality, listening is a blessing and it's a grace. Um, You have an energy of an open heart of a listener, number one. And two is whatever blessing you have, your voice is uh, very healing. And, and the reason I'm mentioning you is whoever listens to this, you don't have to even learn all these things. Be kind and listen, um, look at people in the eye, and, um, and again, learn from even this man, this man doing this radio show. Listen to his voice and um, imagine his heart, and, and that's what we should all be doing. And, and thank God you're in pain management because people need you. Well, thank you, Kathleen. Thank you very much. And finally, for those who have constant pain or stress and who've lost all hope, what would you recommend? 
find somebody that you admire or respect, read something about them. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest before you go to bed every night, when you're too lost that you can't find yourself, yeah. that's that energy reaching out to you to saying, I think I can. Yes, you can. And once you get your first breath, the first step is getting that little bit of courage. And lots of times the grace from people that have taken the steps before us that were in their shadows can give us that. Very empowering. Dr. Kathleen Hall, thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. I really enjoyed it. It was a true privilege. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.